0: On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the NBA Draft prospect profile and projection for Jerice Walker. Is he the perfect prospect for the Oklahoma City Thunder? And what is his biggest strengths and weaknesses? And can he fit alongside Chet Holmgren? Plus, what's his range in the draft all coming up? You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host. Media member and editor in chief over at thunderousintentions.com. intentions.com. Ryland Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, LOTHunderPod at gmail.com. You can even text the show now. So whenever you go to subtext, you can go text the show uh, and get behind the scenes access. Plus uh, mailbag questions as well. Uh, on today's show, we're gonna have a Another NBA draft profile and projection this time. It's going to dive into Jerice Walker. Is he the perfect fit for the Oklahoma City Thunder? How does he fit next to Chet Holmgren? And what is his biggest strength and weakness? And where does he project to go in this draft? If you're new, we've done this a few years now. We're going to give you an overview on what Jerice Walker is, his stats, and then dive into the strengths and the weaknesses of his game talk about what the synergy numbers say, look at where he's available in the draft in terms of mock drafts and big boards, and then give you how he impacts the Thunder if they were to select him, plus his ceiling and floor as a player. And we're going to try to do some NBA comps, but obviously that's a very hard thing to do and, and things that typically end up being very, very wrong. But we're still going to give it a try because why not? We're here for you every single day, so subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode and go there right now to YouTube to subscribe as well. Let's dive in. Walker is 6'8", 240, with a 7'2 wingspan. He's 19.8 years old out of Houston. A very switchable defender that has a great feel for the game and off-ball ability. I think that Terese Walker is the perfect fit for Oklahoma City, and I would love to see... The stars aligned where he is a member of the Thunder when this process is all said and done. At Houston, he averaged 11 points, 6 rebounds, nearly 2 assists, a steal, and a block per game uh, over there while leading Houston to a very successful season uh, in college basketball. The biggest strength of his game, I think you can go a lot of different routes, but let's start with his frame. He has the perfect size to be placed on this Thunder team. He plays every bit as big, if not bigger, than that 6'8", 7'2", wingspan, 240-pound frame. He is amazing at playing big in these moments and using his body. He plays like a middle linebacker on the floor. He is a... Really good defender. Like a really good defender that I think can defend on the perimeter better than he gets credit for because he defends fairly well in isolation out there on an island and fits right into this switch-happy NBA and the switching concepts OKC runs. You're not going to be able to switch him off the floor, not even in the, in the NBA. He's also versatile, which is, a, which is a, a prerequisite to play for OKC. He can play three through five. He can play in those wacky small ball five lineups. He can play... The four, I think, next to Chet Holmgren, he can even play, you know, up and and play uh, or down and play small forward. He is a great rebounder, that has a nose for the ball and understanding of where it's going to come off, but also an aggressive. Style of rebounder, willing to mix it up, willing to do what it takes to come away with the offensive board and put it back up, willing to do what it takes to get the defensive board in the possession. And when you hear Sam Pressy talk about them needing that nasty, needing more of an aggressive play, and he and he was so, more so meaning that from the internal players on the current roster. But if you want to, if you want to use that and say that they need that overall, uh, it, it'll be Walker who can provide some of that. He he would fit right into. Um, A player who can develop more nasty and develop more aggression um, as you you put him in the NBA. He can be yet another player that rises the intensity and the energy level. We talk a lot about how Kendrick Williams does that. How Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara does that. How Jalen Williams out of Arkansas does that. We talk a lot about how Lou Dort does that. Like These players on this Thunder roster are built to bring the energy, bring the intensity and help you as, as their teammate get up to that level as well, night in and night out of an 82 game season. So adding another player that will be willing to put the hard head on every single day will be great for this team. And then you look past that and he brings an elite pick and roll partner for SGA, Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams. He would be brilliant in the dunker spot of an offense especially sitting down there as you have some spacing around SGA at the perimeter and you have SGA attacking downhill at the rim and can just dump it off the Drees Walker. Like thinking about that that possibility is just incredible for Oklahoma city. He is insanely good in transition, which is again a, a requirement to play in Oklahoma city. He was the third in the league in pace last year. He can jump passing lanes to spark the offense with his deflections and steals. And even if you don't come away with the possession and the ball, the ability to disrupt the offense and give time for himself and others to recover on the defensive end cannot be undersold because of his frame and decisiveness. When cutting, he is a problem when rolling to the rim, running to the rim, cutting to the rim. He is a problem. And there will be a lot of business decisions made, even in the the NBA level, whenever he gets that full head of steam going to the rack and with all this being said, he has a great feel for the game. Like he he can keep an offense in rhythm. He can also make incredible whip passes down the floor and across the floor to help create shots and help create offense. And when the ball is placed in his hand, he doesn't look like Bambi out there. Like he can dribble a little bit. Now, you don't want him being your number 1 creator with the ball in his hand, obviously. But the Thunder wouldn't ask him to do that. He would be you'd be down to the 4th, 5th, 6th creator on the team with the ball in his hand to where to where he can still do it but he's not being relied on it and so it even uh, looks better in that sense and his three-point shot i think is a strength of his and it's a double-edged sword which we'll talk about the flip side of it coming up but right now let's talk about the pro the the, the pros of it the, the big uh feather in his cap is that he shot 34 percent from three in college with a really good shooting stroke and that shows he has upside and the thunder have Chip England, the best shooting coach in the NBA, who you would love to marry with Drees Walker, who has that potential to be a really good three-point shooter, or at least, you know, an above-average three-point shooter, along with everything else that he gives you. Drees Walker would instantly complement and fit what OKC is trying to build, while also plugging a lot of their holes. He's really good at getting to the glass and getting rebounds. He's really good at ending possessions on the defensive end. He also passes the eye test in terms of the feel for the game requirement. He's also great in transition. He does everything really well that you want to see in Oklahoma City. And for his weaknesses, let's talk about that double-edged sword about about his shot. His free throw percentage is under 70%, and typically you look at that 70% mark and you use that to determine if they're going to translate or project to be a good three-point shooter. However, even though he doesn't check that box, the form looking good and the shot going in you know, at a 34% clip in college, plus with the knowledge of who you have on your coaching staff, I think lessens this concern for Walker. With that playmaking and passing we talked about, he does get a little bit overzealous as a playmaker at times with his handle going into the trees, with his passes trying to fit it into that, that ever-so-small window. But I would wonder if this weakness also gets scratched off with his role changing and in, in the, in the defense changing around him. Because I think that a lot of these weaknesses come from him being the number one option. And there's not going to be many, many instances where he is that number one option at the NBA level. For example, he did settle for a few mid-range shots, you know, a few too many mid-range shots in the, at the college ranks. But how much of that is because it's hard to relentlessly dive into the paint when the whole defense is, is focusing on you and, and surrounding you and trying to fluster you and trying to take you out of the game. Whereas at the NBA level, things open up more and it becomes easier to just go one-on-one to the rim instead of knowing that you're going to just be, just be hammering your head into a wall over and over again. And then the biggest weakness, I think, for his game, and one of the only things that I, that I think um, would be a concern is that I don't love him as an on-ball creator, and if you can force the ball out of other people's hands and put it in his hands as an on-ball creator instead of just a, a guy that, that is a connector... Then you might run into a few issues. But again, that shouldn't be his role in the NBA. And that's not how he projects to be used in the NBA. Coming up, let's talk about his synergy stats. Let's talk about where he's available, his ceiling and floor, NBA comp, and how he fits with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But first, I want to say right now, about a good friends, over at eBay Motors, folks, eBay Motors is great, and you're going to want to check them out today. Because we all know, we all know that to win a championship, it takes the perfect build. It takes the perfect roster construction, the perfect parts to win a championship. It's the same way when working on cars, folks. So check them out today at eBay Motors because they have those perfect parts that fit just right every single time for you. Uh, you go to eBay Motors right now and you're going to get the guaranteed fit. Just be sure that every part that you need fits right the first time around. You're going to go to add my ride to your garage, and then you're going to look for the green check that, that matches with your car and the part, and then it will fit or your money back guaranteed. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game, and when you shop on eBay Motors, you will have over 122 million parts to choose from. You'll be back in the game in no time, and after all, It's so easy to bring home a win when you are guaranteed the right parts with the right fit at the right prices, and that's what ebaymotors.com does. Let's ride eBay Motors guaranteed fit, only available in uh, U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusion supply. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder Basketball. We're going to have more of these NBA draft profile and projections all throughout the week and all throughout the next few weeks and months as we lead up to the NBA draft. We're also going to do mailbag Monday on Monday. So make sure you drop any questions that you have on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles in the comment section on YouTube or, you know, anywhere else that you can contact the show. So make sure you do that and get your questions in and get your questions heard um, for lockdown Thunder mailbag, mailbag Monday tomorrow, We'll be doing another uh, podcast and projection profile on Taylor Hendricks, and you can leave below in the comments also who you want to hear about next in this series. Now let's talk the synergy numbers on Drees Walker. He is excellent in in transition offensively. He is good in the half court, and against man defense offensively in the 73rd percentile on cuts, 84th percentile at the rim, and 90th percentile on hook shots. Offensively, I think he fits extremely well defensively. I think he fits extraordinarily well 89th percentile defensively overall, which grades out as excellent 95th percentile with less than four seconds on the clock, 89th percentile in man defense, 83rd percentile in isolation In isolation Walker is allowing 0.519 points per possession while defending the pick and roll very well in the 80th percentile defending post-ups and allows less than a point per possession at the rim. When you add him into the Thunder defensive construct, where you have SGA, who grades out as an excellent excellent defender, you have Lou Dort, who keeps opposing coaches up at night, you have Chet Holmgren coming back, who is one of the best rim-protecting prospects we've seen, and can be someone who anchors the defense and takes stuff away on the help side, and then you insert Drees Walker into that, along with J-Dub, who even as a rookie graded out as an average defender, which is very hard to do for a rookie, and he has the length and the size to continue to, to grow on that end and continue to disrupt NBA offenses, it will become increasingly hard to score on this team. And all of those guys are able to play the passing lanes and get deflections. All of those guys are able to get steals and to get blocks and to get rebounds and to turn defense into the offense. And all of those guys are excellent in transition offensively. So the third-best team in pace will gain another player who thrives in that category. And you can turn that defense into offense, and you can see quickly how the Thunder will be able to integrate Walker with their current group. Like this, to me, is the perfect prospect for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Where is he going to be available at? The Ringer has him at 7. ESPN has him at 5. The Athletic has him at 8. Bleacher Report has him at 5, CBS has him at 9, NBC has him at 6. DraftNet has him at 13. Tankathon at 7. My Big Board, he's at 7. And then Mavs Draft's big board. You can go to and find it at Mavsdraft.com. And also he joins the show every week to talk NBA draft. His big board has Walker at 7 as well. I think that the ceiling for Drees Walker is this highly impactful starter who is a a focal point for why teams win basketball games but but never really gets like the all-star or superstar conversation but everyone understands this is the reason why this team wins like he is a very important reason for why this team is successful and i think that he'll get a lot of consideration for defensive player of the year awards over his career from smart guys that watch and you know he'll be the outsider pick defensive player of the year of like, you know, I know so-and-so is, is the clear-cut favorite, but, but watch out for what Walker's doing down in X city uh, in the NBA. He, he's playing really good in that consideration-wise. Like, I think that that is, that is going to be what you see from him in the NBA. Now, the floor of what he is in the NBA, I think, is a really good off-speed pitch. Like, the floor would be he's a really good player to have on your roster for change of pace looks because he can play that small ball five. He can go play the three, and you can throw out a jumbo lineup if you need to. He can play the four where I think he's more comfortably projected at at the NBA level, but he just changes what you ordinarily do. And so for that 10, 12-minute spurt per game that you throw him out there, it keeps the, op- the, op- the opposition on their heels, and it kind of changes what they're expecting from you, and you're able to exploit a mismatch. That's what I think the floor is for him, and the ceiling is just a highly 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 impactful player. I hate NBA comps. I'm not good at them. I don't think many people are good at them, but um the reason why I think is that every player is just an individual, like it's hard to kind of go one to one and 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 too often we hear a player comp and just think okay, they're going to be exactly that player when that's not exactly what player comp should be about. So, my bad attempt, admittedly bad attempt an NBA player comp would be like a smaller version of what Jaron Jackson Jr. provides. And he hopefully hopefully will not foul as much as Jaron Jackson Jr. does in in, in Memphis, but a smaller version of what Triple J is. And Triple J is, you know, 6'10", with that wingspan, with what he can do at scoring at all three levels and playing defensively at the Defensive Player of the Year level. Walker's only 6'8", but he does have a 7'2 wingspan um, and is able to play bigger than he is. So I, I think that that would be a, a mold in which you can you can take Walker's game and say just a brief little synopsis of what he could be or or what what you should expect from him in terms of level of play or or or, or style of play stylistically. Um, so I, I think that when you look at Walker as a prospect, it's easy to see why it's exciting now. The range, I think, is pretty well determined. I'd be shocked if he falls out of the top 10. But draft night surprises do always happen. But he is the best player once you get past the all-star potential players, in my opinion. And that's why uh, you know he's down there at 7 on my board. You can make the argument that, that he should be even higher than that in the sense of, like, where's your cutoff for superstar-level players? So for me, Victor and Scoo are one and two. Uh, they could be superstar to all-star level. Brandon Miller, I think, could be an all-star in this league. I I love what Amon Thompson can be in this league. And then you have my personal favorite, who's been my favorite um, throughout this whole draft process, is Cam Whitmore. Um, I have him above Walker at six. You can make the argument that Walker should be um six is where I'm sorry, I forgot that you know I've got a i have got I got to subtract one. So on my big board, I have a line of like name, position, country, or whatever. So actually Walker is, is a six for me, not seven, just to clear that up. As, as I was saying it out loud, luckily I did this saying it out loud, uh, but Walker is six and you can make the argument that he should be five for me uh, on my big board. So like, I think that once you get past the names of, uh, of guys that like could be an all-star potential player, Walker is clearly the best option there. Um, and, and I think that when you look at him as an elite switchable defender, that, that just fits this thunder mold, There's a reason why if he does, you know, as feature any sort of draft day, draft day blunder of like, why is he falling? Why is he getting closer and closer to 12? He would be a guy that I think could warrant a trade up if he's not there at 12 because of how seamlessly it appears that he fits on this Thunder team. And again, we're all guessing no one knows for sure who fits, who doesn't, who the Thunder are looking at themselves, but like just from the outside looking in, in, having watched the Thunder play all these games, having watched Drees Walker play, it really looks like he can be a, 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 a seamless fit to what the Thunder are building. And speaking of that, let's talk about what his future role is for OKC, what the roster impact would be for drafting him in Oklahoma city, what his rotational fit is and why the Thunder should, and why the Thunder shouldn't take him all coming up. But first, what i say right now, but I get friends over at Ibotta, folks. Ibotta is there for you because we all know that you're already grocery shopping. You're already school supply shopping. Uh, you're already getting stuff for yourself. So why not, while doing all of that, get cash back with Ibotta? So go right now and go to Ibotta and you can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items over uh, produce, personal care, pantry goods, whatever you need. Uh, uh, You can go right now and either link your loyalty account rewards or upload your receipt after each shopping trip and you get cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. In real cash back that can cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, or it can use that cash to buy a flight uh, that you've been eyeing, or 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 get that game you've been dying to go to tickets to, uh, go on a fancy dinner, whatever you want to do, you can get cash back with Ibotta. A typical basket of groceries is over fifty dollars more expensive at the end of 2022 than it was at the beginning of the year due to inflation. So make sure that you're going there and earning some cash back on Ibotta. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Uh, other apps just give you these points that don't amount to anything. With Ibotta, you get real cash back, and the cash back in your bank account uh, is real. It's it's not you know it's not some gift card or anything. That it's real cash back into your bank account. That uh, you can earn cash back with hundreds of online brands and retailers uh, too. Whenever you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Go right now to Ibotta. Uh, it's offering our listeners five dollars for just uh, using Ibotta using the code Locked. When you register, use the code LOCKED. When you register at iBOTTA, you get just a flat $5 just for trying it out on the App Store or Google Play Store. That is the free iBOTTA app. It's iBOTTA, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play Store, App Store, using code LOCKED. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder Basketball your second listen, go check out the Lockdown NBA podcast for the national perspective on all basketball. And tomorrow, we're going to be doing the Taylor Hendricks player profile and projection for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And next week, we're doing your mailbag questions. We're talking Richard Stamen again. Uh, we're going to have more draft profile and projections. We're going to have my big board. We're going to have everything out there next week, so make sure that you stay tuned for that uh, all coming up. Uh, but for right now, let's talk more about Walker who I think is the perfect fit next to Chet Holmgren I think that that a lineup of you know seeing SGA Josh giddy Jalen Williams Trace Walker Chet Holmgren would be a phenomenal lineup uh, eventually to, to see that kind of play out in certain minutes and I think that the lineup data on that group whenever it is that they share the floor if they were to share the floor would be would be tantalizing for the fan base he, he would be just an awesome pairing for Chet because of his switchability, because of Chet's ability to roam and help defensively and protect the rim. It would just be very fun to see what Mark could come up with. You've got to remember, you know, Mark had this team playing at a top 12 in the league you know, defensive pace for some of each season he's been here, including years where the roster was lackluster, to say the least. It was a 20-win roster. So to, give him, to continue to give him more tools to work with in his toolbox, which just I can't I can't imagine what it will look like uh, w- when that when that does come to fruition. What is his rotational fit? I, I think that he would um, be a guy that that comes off the bench next year, in the same way that James Harden came off, the, came off the bench. And I and I don't say that to compare the players; I'm saying that to compare the situations. Like, yes, Lou Dort going to start next year. Jadob's going to start next year. Chet's going to start next year. Giddy's going to start next year. Che's going to start next year. But I think that there's going to be certain matchups where, if you have Drees Walker on the team, he's going to close the game next year. You know, in certain matchups, not every matchup, not every game. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to hear his name called in the PA system as a starter every game or anything like that. But there's going to be certain matchups where he plays more than in other matchups because I think that he's that good of a matchup based uh, problem for other teams, especially in the defensive end and what he can provide to you offensively. But I think ultimately he comes off the bench next year if he were to be a player for the Thunder. Uh, his roster impact long-term, look, I I, I like Jeremiah Robson Earl. You know I like Jeremiah Robson Earl you know like if you listen to this podcast, but I, I don't see how he gets minutes if you draft Therese Walker. If you're having to run through and, 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 and cycle through the 4-5 or five position uh, which is only which is the only places where Jeremiah Robinson can play. And you're going to have four or five minutes to Chet. You're going to have four or five minutes to to Walker. You're going to have four or five minutes to Dub. You're going to have four or five minutes to Kenny Hustle. You're going to have four or five minutes to, uh you know, if, if, you, if you keep Poku around. Jay Will needs minutes as well after the season that we've seen him play. Like, you're, you're already at the six names right there before we've even considered Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And at, at that four or five position, Wiggins is going to play that four or five position some. Like, you're going to see too many guys that need minutes at those two specific positions, which are the only positions that he can play. And so I just don't see a world in which uh, he gets a ton of minutes if this were to happen. And I think that that's the biggest looming roster impact for Oklahoma city. If this move was to be made, why the thunder should take Jerice Walker is that as I've been saying, I think he's the perfect fit. I think that you have chip England to develop a shot that already looks good. I think that you have uh, the defensive scheme to let him thrive and also in turn, let you be one of the best defenses in the entire league. And he checks that feel for the game box to keep you in rhythm offensively and and, and to not stop what you want to do with everybody being a playmaker and everybody be, being able to, to, you know, make decisions. And then I think that he complements Chet Holmgren very, very well. And that's going to be a very hard thing to, to do. Like moving forward, the biggest question I think for this Thunder roster and rebuild is going to be how do you manage to pair somebody with Chet Holmgren? Because it's, you know, you don't need to find that partner right now. Don't even need to find that partner next year, but you eventually you're going to have to find that partner. And we've seen in Minnesota how hard it is to, to partner up uh, the, the the big man position. And I think that Dreese Walker can do that very well and complement Chet very well and fit next to him very well. Uh, why the Thunder should not take Dreese Walker? Obviously, if they don't think that he's a fit uh, next to Chet Holmgren, that'll be the biggest red flag. Uh, I, I will say that you know, a area is either he's not in their range or another another key factor. This is. They know more about like development and everything than I do, clearly, duh. And so, since he doesn't have that free throw percentage that you look for to project high um, improvement at the at the three point line at the NBA level, since so he doesn't have that, and his shot already looks good, I would wonder what what Chip England could do. The, skeptic, the skepticism in you would wonder, well, then then how do you if it's already looking good, and it's only going into 30, at a thirty four percent clip, and there's no other measurements to to show you that it should go up in terms of statistics. Then what do you change about him? Now they would know that answer. They would know the answer of if you can change something, if you can't change something, if you believe in it or don't believe it way more than I do. But but I have believed in it because it looks good. Well, what if it just always looks good and never goes in? At a higher clip than 34%. You know, can you live with that? Can you can you can you can you stomach that as, as you as you build this roster out and as you select him in the top twelve? That's an answer that they're gonna have to that they're gonna have to decide between now and then. But I think ultimately the Thunder would have to trade up for him. And I think ultimately it'd be worth it. I think that he he would be um, one of the perfect fits for Oklahoma City in this in this draft, and I think that he would be somebody that gets this fan base extremely excited. Even if even if on draft day people didn't understand the move or looked at it and said, well, you traded X amount of first-round picks, whatever, that first summer league game, you'd understand it. You'd understand it because he, he is what a lot of fans have been clamoring for in the comment section for the entire season, the type of player that comment sections have been clamoring for the entire season. Let me know what you think. Is Drees Walker a perfect fit for Oklahoma City? Am I way off base here? Let me know in the comment section on YouTube, on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles, and we will continue our draft profile and projection series tomorrow with Taylor Hendricks. Uh, That's right. It's Lockdown Thunder, your team every single day. Subscribe across all podcasting platforms. Even in the offseason, we're here for you every single day. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.